Hello everyone, this is The Sports Show. I am your host, Hank Corsair. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are right now here in the good old USA. Here is your lineup. The 2021 NHL Draft Lottery results. The Los Angeles Dodgers score 11 runs in the first inning. 10,000 of the 80,000 Olympic volunteers dropped out. Uh, the USFL will relaunch next spring. And Johnny Manziel opens up about selling autographs. So the 2021 NHL Draft Lottery, it was last night, and the Buffalo Sabres will have the first overall draft pick, and the new expansion team, the Seattle Kraken, uh, will hold the second overall pick. Uh, the Sabres finished with the NHL's lowest record of 15-34-1, uh, which meant that they had the best odds of winning the lottery at 16.6%. This is the first time since 2018 that the team with the best odds won. Uh, the Florida Panthers won in 2018 and took defenseman Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, the Kraken had the third best odds at 10.3%. That's the same odds that the Vegas Golden Knights had when they became an expansion team for the 2017 draft, and they had the sixth overall pick that year. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks had the second best odds at 12.1%, and they'll pick third overall. Uh, the other top 10 teams from highest to lowest chance were the New Jersey Devils at 10.3%, the Columbus Blue Jackets at 8.5%, the Detroit Red Wings at 7.6%, the San Jose Sharks at 6.7%, the Los Angeles Kings at 5.8%, the Van Calvert Canucks at 5.4%, and the Ottawa Senators at 4.5%. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes took part in the lottery as well, but they were ineligible to win it. Uh, this is because they had to forfeit their first-round pick because uh, they, they had violations of the NHL combine testing policy uh, during the 2019-20 season. Uh, this is the second pick they've had to forfeit. Uh, they had to forfeit a second-round pick for the 2020 NHL draft due to the same violations. Uh, the 2021 NHL draft will be held virtually on July 23rd and 24th, Currently, the top prospects are center Matthew Benier, defenseman Owen Power, defenseman Luke Hughes, center William Eklund, defenseman uh, Simon Edvinson, and goalie Jesper Wallstedt. There was a change made to the lottery rules this year. Uh, there is usually three individual drawings with the top three picks, uh, but this year it was two individual drawings with the top two picks. This is to ensure that the team with the worst record picks no lower than third. Uh, in 2022, there will be uh, two new rules. Um, a team will be restricted uh, from going up more than 10 spots if they win a lottery draw. This means that only 11 of the 16 teams that didn't go to the playoffs will be eligible for the number one overall pick. Uh, and teams that can't win the lottery and the teams can't win the lottery lottery multiple times in a five-year span. Excuse me. And that's all I got on that topic. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers last night against the Cardinals they scored 11 runs in the first inning. That's the most runs they've ever scored in a single inning of a regular season game since they moved to Los Angeles. Uh, the 11-run inning uh, beats the old record of 10 that was done four times. The most recent one was done in the first inning against the Colorado Rockies in Denver on April 25, 2008. This is also the second time in less than a year that the Dodgers scored 11 runs in the first inning. They did it in Game 3 of the 2020 National League Championship Series against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Cody Bellinger set a franchise record six RBIs that inning. Uh, Bellinger hit a two-run single to give the Dodgers a 3-1 to lead. Um, after Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals hit a solo home run in the top of the first inning. Uh, and later in that same inning, he hit a grand slam off of pitcher Jake Woodford. Uh, Mookie Betts had two hits as, as the Dodgers had 14 batters go to the plate that inning, and there wasn't an out until Dodgers pitcher Walker Bueller was struck out on a bunt that went into foul territory. Uh, at that point, the Dodgers held a 6-1 to lead, and they benefited from two errors from St. Louis. Uh, Zach McKinstry had a two-run single, and Mookie Betts and Justin Turner each had RBIs in the first inning. Uh, and the Dodgers were up 11-1 to when the inning finally ended. Uh, the Elias Sports Bureau says that the last time the Dodgers got 11 or more runs in one inning of a regular season game was way back on August 8, 1954. 
uh, when they were the Brooklyn Dodgers. Um, they scored 13 runs in the eighth inning, and they beat the Cincinnati Reds 20-7. to It also said that the last time they scored at least 11 runs in the first inning of a regular season game uh, was when they scored uh, 15 runs on May 21st, 1952, and it was also against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, this is also the most runs scored in an inning of an MLB re- regular season game since the Atlanta Braves put up uh, 11 runs in the second inning on September 9th, 2020, when they played the Miami Marlins. Uh, and finally, this is the first time since April 13th, 2000, that the Cardinals have allowed at least 10 runs in the same inning when the Colorado Rockies scored 10. This was an incredible performance. Um, the Olympics. Uh, they start in Cho- Tokyo, Japan in about 50 days, hopefully at least, um, because about 10,000 of the 80,000 volunteers all of whom are unpaid, uh, said that they will not participate in the games when they open on July 23rd. Obviously, this is because most of them are worried about COVID, um, and, are, and a very small number of volunteers are expected to be vaccinated. They won't get vaccinated because they can't get into close contact with any athletes or other personnel. Um, Japan still only has less than 3% of their population fully vaccinated, uh, but um, the rollout is beginning to speed up. Uh, the IOC, the IOC, excuse me, expects 80% of the athletes and residents that will stay at the Olympic Village uh, will be fully vaccinated, but there's no worry right now because the uh, organizers said that losing these volunteers will have absolutely no effect. Uh, the unpaid volunteers will play a huge role in running the Olympics because it helps the organizers save millions of dollars. Uh, the volunteers get things like their own uniform, uh, meals on their work days, and their da- daily commuting costs are covered, but they have to pay for their own lodging. Uh, The IOC did a study on the volunteers at the 2000 Olympics in Sydney, Australia, and they concluded that their value was at least $60 million for 40,000 volunteers. Do the math, and that's um, $1,500 per volunteer. Um, This is very critical for them. Um, It being 50 days till the Olympics start, they've already unveiled the costumes, podiums, and music that will be used at the medal ceremonies. And Siko Hashimoto, the president of the organizing committee, promised once again that the games will be safe. So... I'll say it again myself, there is nothing to be afraid of. If the public is scared of COVID, then the government and organizers will do something about it. Because keeping those people safe is their top priority. We will have Olympic Games this summer. Alright, next up, the USFL. They will be relaunching in the spring of 2022. The league ended about four decades ago, and it featured many star football players such as Jim Kelly, Steve Young, Herschel Walker, who is one of my favorite Heisman Trophy winners, and Reggie White, while future President Donald Trump served as the owner. Uh, The announcement was made today that they will start playing next spring, and there will be a minimum of eight teams, and they said it will, quote, deliver high-quality, innovative professional football to fans. The city's teams and head coaches uh, will be announced at a later date. The league said that they will retain the rights to key original team names, and the league will use the same red, white, and blue um, with stars and stripes design that, that they used from 1983 to 1985. Uh, this return would result in uh, two pro football leagues playing in the spring. The XFL will also start back up in 2022 after the owners Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, and Redbird Capital Partners bought the league out of bankruptcy in 2020. The XFL plans for the 2022 season are currently on pause because I did a show about this. You guys can go check it out on my podcast. They plan on doing a collaboration with the Canadian Football League. Uh, Fox Sports will be the broadcast partner because they have a minority uh, equity stake in the company that owns the USFL. Excuse me. Uh, Eric Shanks, the CEO and executive producer of Fox Sports, called the relaunch a landmark day for football fans and Fox Sports. 
Um, it's going to be exciting to see how this new league does. Um, but I'm still waiting for a day um, that the NFL announces that they'll have their own minor league. Um, people tell me that all, all the time that college football is the minor league, and that's technically true. But I but I want a real minor league. Um, finally, Johnny Manziel, uh, the former Heisman Trophy winner, revealed that he quote made somewhat of a decent living by selling autographed items uh, while he was at Texas A&M. But he said that he never accepted any money until after he won the Heisman Trophy back in 2012. Uh, he revealed this when he did an interview on the Barstool Sports uh, Bussin' with the Boys podcast, where he talked and gave details about two separate transactions that occurred in 2013 that he claims uh, netted him a total of $33,000. Uh, Manziel said, quote, We're doing it all sneaky. We don't want to get caught. We're trying to learn from everybody else who's got caught. And I may or may not have gone back to this guy's condo and signed probably 10,000 pieces. He gave me three grand. Uh, Manziel also said that another person approached him and told him that he was getting ripped off. But he then got offered to connect with another man that would pay him $30,000. Uh, Manziel said, quote, So this guy is like, alright, go to this room at the Fontainebleau. I probably pronounced that wrong. Um, all this stuff will be in there laid out. And when you're done, just send me a picture of all of it. I'll give you the code to the safe. The money will be in there. Uh, the NCAA started investigating Manziel before he started his sophomore season with the Aggies. Uh, but then they then concluded that there was no evidence he accepted payment. Manziel was asked what he would say if the NCAA tried to uh, strip him of his Heisman Trophy. He said, quote, I never took a dollar until after I won the Heisman. Uh, ESPN reported, I'm not sure when though. Uh, that Manziel accepted payments to autograph 4,000 items such as photographs and footballs. Uh, this occurred at an event in late of, in late January of 2013 in Connecticut. Uh, Manziel then got suspended for uh, Texas A&M first half of their 2013 season opener, opener because the NCAA and university concluded that he had violated a bylaw that prohibits college athletes from permitting their name, image, and or likeness uh, for commercial purposes. I don't know a whole lot about this right now, but I'll definitely report more, more on it when more information comes out. I'm Hank Corsair. This has been The Sports Show. I will see you all next time.